Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another week, another episode. Thank you for downloading this one specifically. And more importantly, thank you for subscribing to this show. We appreciate it over here. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. You guys want to do some shopping for Christmas? It's coming around the corner. Get your, you know, yourself something, uh, your wife, your kids, or maybe, uh, or just maybe, you have a friend that you want to spend some money on. You go to RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessory, geared for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you guys should be going over to KieferInkTesting.com right now. Click on that RMATVMC banner on top of my homepage. It's a white strip. Right on top of my homepage, you click on that and just continue to do your shopping. That'll direct you to their page and just buy stuff, whatever it is that you guys do normally. And what that does on the back end is that gives me a slice of what you guys are purchasing and lets them know that you like this show and shows them that, uh, hey, 2022 is coming around and they should uh, help us out again. So for those of you that haven't been doing that, we appreciate it. I see it. Thank you very much. It is the holidays. You know we're going to be spending some money over there uh, to freshen up our bikes or maybe get some parts and some things for your friends. So thank you guys for doing that. We appreciate it. FXRRacing.com. Some new stuff has been in stock. Just got shipped and in stock, ready to ship, I should say. KKMX35 is the code to save 30% off anything FXR-related, moto-related. I don't have an FXR code for snow gear, uh, and maybe some casual, but I do have it off, uh, percentage off for helmets, goggles, gear, whatever it is that you need, boots. Uh, FXRRacing.com has it. Uh, Aiden and I's favorite line of gear is the Helium gear. Second for me will be the Revo. Uh, if you want a little bit larger knee area, you look into the Podium line. That is great. They also have off-road gear with zippers. You can put your phone, keys, whatever it is that you need. Uh, I even wear... The red set of off-road gear, I just uh, just raced in it at the Cal Classic. So uh, the off-road gear is really cool, so check that out, KKMX35. Last but not least, Racetech, Racetech.com. Get your suspension, oil, bushing, seals changed. Every 20 hours, that is the mark. Uh, Racetech is happy to do that. Uh, if you want some engine services, you want a little bit of faster bike, they do that. They do it all. Gold valves, you know, they've been proven. Uh, I use those in the Honda Sierra 450R as well as the KX450. Uh, so go visit them, racetech.com. Sales at racetech.com. Use the word Kiefer. Save yourself 10%, and uh, they're happy to help you out. Any questions, as always, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'm here to help you guys. And uh, real quick, shout-out to all my other sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, Oregon Old Timers Association, screen, sorry, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Plum Creek Funding, Zach over there will get you a refi or even uh, a loan for your house. You can check him out. And Blood Lubricants, you want some good oil for your bikes, and we're going to be talking about that because got my kid in here, Aiden Kiefer. How are you? What's up, guys? What's up? Uh, big e-bike ride for you today with Travis Preston and the big, boys. A lot of accomplishments today. A lot of accomplishments. Oh, yeah? Yep, we went hard. Got added to the Get Hard group chat. Is it? I just oh said. Gosh, get, I hope it's not called that. I just said Get Hard group chat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun movie, by the way. Get Hard. Get Hard, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're gonna talk about. So I brought Aiden here in the studio today. We're gonna talk about the 2022 Kawasaki KX250. Look, uh, you might look at this subject line and say, "Oh, I don't want to listen to this show because it's nothing's changed. 2022 hasn't changed from the 2021." But uh, I brought Aiden here for a point of view 
from a teenager standpoint, light 135-pound rider. I rode it. I had another vet guy, Todd Shakwa, Big Air Todd. He comes from the Dirt Rider days. And we're going to talk about where this bike fits into the group of 250Fs and how it runs, a little bit of durability things that we want to discuss, suspension, and just break down the whole machine in case you were thinking about going the Kawasaki route, which is a very viable option in the 250 four-stroke realm. Uh, I don't think I talk enough about how I don't want to say the Kawasaki is the best KX2. I mean, the best 250 out there. No, but in stock form, it's pretty damn good. Yes, like if you're going to race a stock class, I think that's one of the bikes that you would choose. I believe. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Kawasaki. What we thought, um, a couple mods that I think that would help this bike if you have one or thinking about getting one. Uh, so yes, we're going to break it all down for you right here, right now. All right, let's. Boil it down here. So, Kawasaki didn't change nothing from 2021. It's the same bike, uh, same settings. I mean, literally, graphics are the only things they changed. And uh, also, mud flap. The one with the green mud flap this year. Oh, they did? Yep. How did you fi- figure that out? Because I looked at an old picture from when uh, last year when we rode it, uh-huh. when it was new, and it was black. Really? Yeah. I think the Kawasaki 450 had a green mud flap, no? Yep. The, the 450 had one. But not the 250? No. Huh. So All green right, mud green, flap, guys. Green if, mud flap. If you guys want to buy it for the green mud flap, there it is. Something that I get excited about that I really got a big heart on for in the Racer X video was the Dunlop MX3S tires. If you guys know me, you guys, you guys know that I love an MX3S tire. Dunlop went away from that tire, doesn't sell it to the public, okay? But they do come stock on the KX250 and the 450. Really? Did they come with that in 2020? <sighs> I don't know. Look, at I, I was, I think I screwed up last year because I didn't pay enough attention to that. I never really paid attention to the 3S, and I've always wondered why I felt like a little bit stuck to the ground more. Are you going to be on your phone the whole time? Or what no, do you I'm going to look and see if they had them last year. Um, so when I talked to the Kawasaki guys, they do come stock with 3Ss, and let me tell you something. Getting Dunlop MX3S on your production machine does cost Kawasaki a little bit more money than a 33. Why? Because they don't make them anymore, right? Um, obviously, Dunlop has the mold and they can build them, but it costs the manufacturer a little bit more. And granted, we don't know what that is. It could be ten cents or whatever, but that adds up over the course of how many bikes they build. Yes. The point is, you can backdoor these tires somehow. If Kawasaki has them on their stock bike, that means there's a part number out there for those tires. So. Those tires should be readily available for the Kawasaki consumer, air quotes, you know? Yep. So if you went up to a microfish, and I looked this up, there is a part number for the Dunlop MX3S tires in a 120, and the 250 comes with a 190-19, which is very unfortunate because one of my things that I would do to this thing is put a 110. So I don't think you're going to find a 110 rear 3S. But nonetheless, if you want maximum grip, Maybe not as long of a life as a 33 rear tire. This rear tire is very, very good. Uh, like the 756 back in the day. This is way before your time, Aiden. Yeah, I have no idea what this is now. 756 rear tire RR. If you guys are listening to this, you remember this tire. They made a race replica, like a spec tire, 756, and it was a soft to intermediate tire, which was so good. Discontinued it, which bummed me out. But this MX3S tire was the next tire that I found that I really liked a lot. That had a good lean angle, good grip, had a good carcass. It was a lighter tire. People freaked out because some of the knobs wore off and chunked off. But it was a basically a really good race tire. And when you have these t- type of tires on there, they're not going to last that long. So, long story short, if you guys really like a 3S like me, look at the part number under the Kawasaki Microfish. Find it. See if you can order it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to make try to make an order at a Kawasaki dealer and see if I get my MX3S tires because I get provided through Dunlop an MX3S front, which is still available to us yep. out there. But thank God because I'm a front-end steering guy. But now I can try to find a rear. So I just wanted to start that show with that. I thought that was very interesting, and I didn't pay enough attention to that last year, Aiden. Just like I try to teach you. I missed some things. I'm, I'm not perfect. It's the little things that matter. I should have talked about this last year, and I didn't. I, so, honestly, we got to figure out if they had them on last year. 
So no, they did. Chaw they said did? they did. Okay. Okay. So better late than never for you guys out there that have uh, are tire sticklers like me. There's a few things that I'm very picky about: handlebars, grips, tires, but suspension. Yeah, I'm I'm picky, but I'm not like crazy. Like yep. these, a tire has to be the right tire because I'm leaning into everything, right? And yep. that's where you make up time. Handlebar rider ergonomics, you know, rider triangle. Yep. I'm very picky about. I need to have I need to feel comfortable on a bike. So this is very important to me and I just thought, man, I hope you guys find it as exciting as it is to me. It's little things for me, Aiden. It's a little things that matter. All right, let's talk about this engine. We're not gonna do a two fifty shootout at Racer X. We're gonna do a four fifty one, but it's just honestly uh, I just don't see a reason to it because a lot of these bikes haven't changed, and the 450 modified shootout will be a little bit different. Uh, but let's just do a little mini shootout right now. Okay. You have ridden the Honda. Yep. You have ridden a KTM. Husky. You have yep. ridden a Husky. Yep. You have ridden the Kawasaki now. And the Suzuki, yep. And the Suzuki, but yep. we're missing the gas gas. It's the same. I mean, yes. No, it's not, actually. Really? You can say that, but it doesn't feel the same. Okay. If you If we had a shootout with gas gas, Husqvarna, and KTM, you would notice differences. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, for example, I know this is a Kawasaki podcast, but when I got on the Gas Gas 450, it had more bottom end than the KTM and the Husqvarna. Stock? And it had more compliancy. What does that mean? Compliancy is comfort, straight line, bump absorption, stuff like that. Got it. Like it felt comfortable underneath you. It didn't feel rigid. Got it. Okay. So the bikes that you have ridden in the engine only, engine category only, that's all you're ranking right now. Where is the Kawasaki rank for you? Top top three, of course. Top three. So give me the ranking. So don't, don't waffle like JT. First one would probably be KTM. Why? Just because I like they've I've always I've ridden these bikes for a year. Yeah. And they feel right at home for me. They don't have like stock wise, they don't have too much bottom. Right. But they're, they're mid. Slug, they're, right. Yeah. But they're mid. The top is. They pull really, very far. Yeah. That's what I like about them. So second. Second, uh, probably would have to be Honda. Why? Just cause, same thing. It feel that bike felt right at home. Like the day that I jumped on. Talk about the engine now. Just the engine only. It felt like a little mini Yamaha, but it wasn't too much for me. Like it had enough snap for mm-hmm. me to get around the track without complaining about it. So where's why is the Kawasaki third from those two? It's so the Kawi kind of reminds me of like the Honda, uh-huh. but except the Kawi has a little bit more bottom. Right. But mid the to top just doesn't have. Uh, it as, fa- mu- as much pull as KTM. Yeah, it falls off at a certain point. To me, it pulls better than the Honda. Really? The Kawasaki has more mid-to-top end pull than the Honda. Okay. Mid-range? No. Mid-range, I should say, let me let me take, take, take a step back here. The Kawasaki has more top end and over rev than the Honda. Honda has more mid-range yep. than a KTM. Really? Yes, for me. Okay. The KTM is unbelievable on the top and over rev. It pulls. Yeah. It's not great off the bottom. So for no. me, being a vet guy, I would rank the Kawasaki engine second. Yamaha first. KX250 second for me. Okay. Because of the snap that you talked about. Yep. Good low end feel. Snappy. Mid-range is, is okay. It's not the best. It's not the worst. But it, it pulls really good. It's when enough, I, yeah. When I come out of a corner in second gear on the Kawasaki, and granted, this is a 1350 gearing, I can actually pull second gear pretty that, far. Okay, so, so when riding me, at Paris that day, that's right. I noticed I'm like, I'm riding second gear a lot in on spike. So I'm trying to gonna paint you the picture of Paris so you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Big tabletop by the rocks. Yep, 90. Chicane, right, left, down, left. the double, that right, that left. Before yep. that long straightaway? Yeah, and those three rollers. I could leave it in second for a long time yep. down there. I'd, I'd leave it in second until I hit the, the second roller, so and then when, I'd shift up. When I rode your KTM, and granted, your KTM has uh, an ECU, yep, a, a muffler, and runs good fuel. Yep. I still felt like doesn't have as much low end as the Kawasaki in that area. Yep. has a little bit more mid-range, but it only revved out a little bit farther than the Kawasaki with, with added mods to it. Yeah. So, I feel like this motor package is really good and really fun. If you are on a, a a track that's not dissed up really deep, um, and it's a tighter track, 
Like and you got good ruts. Like State Fair or Paris. Right. Or I'm just trying to, you know, paint the picture for yep. the guys back east listening yep. to this. Like, when the track hardens up in the mid-afternoon for you guys, if it does, and I'm sure it does at some East Coast tracks, uh, this motor is really controllable, yet pulls very far. Yep. So it is a nice-feeling engine, and they've done a lot of work since from 2020 to 2021. They did some work, and it was, to me, it pulled better on the top and over. That's what it was missing. It always had pretty good bottom end. But it was missing some pull, and then they got some of that back. See, I never, I never ran the uh, the Cali when it was uh, before they changed it. So, right, I have no idea. You rode it last year, and that was I it. rode it last year. It was like my first time ever. That was the it. same bike as this year. Yeah, without the mud flap. Without the mud flap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big changes this year. So, if you guys are thinking about an engine, and I'm again, I'm 170 pounds. I'm a vet guy. I like to lug. It's not going to be as luggable. As a Yamaha. Look, there's nothing like a Yamaha engine. It's torquey. It, you can run third gear in corners, some corners, and it'll little fan of the clutch that'll get you back up in the meat. The Kawasaki has a very good recovery down low, just doesn't have the meat like a Yamaha. So if you are, you know, you missed a shift, let's say you roll third gear and you think you have enough, a couple stabs of the clutch and it's back in the meat of the power fairly well. Not as good as a Yamaha, but for me, better recovery than a KTM or a Honda. So I like the Kawasaki's engine. Yep. Some of the the problem for me is the muffler tone. Yeah, how loud it is. It sounds, I feel like if they worked on their muffler, and I know this is, you guys are like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to get a muffler anyway. But this is a huge thing with stock bikes. The muffler R&D has to be really good to make your engine perform. Yeah. People say, oh, it's too long, but you need length to add power. Whatever's inside the perf, which is the core inside of the muffler, is horrible. It's a horrible design because it sounds like dog shit. And to me, a lot of these 250Fs nowadays are sounding shitty. Honda kind of sounds like that. Honda has a raspy sound this year. Yep. Yamaha's always sound like dog shit. Yep. Kawasaki's has always sound like shit. The best notes are the KTM, Husqvarna's, and Gas Gases. Yeah, they sound crisp. And honestly, Suzuki's note is way better as well. Yeah. Suzuki has a good note. Yeah. Um, And let's give some Suzuki a little bit of props here. The low end on the Suzuki is really good. And I would say in between the Kawasaki and the Honda, Suzuki has more low end than a Honda. Yeah. But it just falls on its face in the mid-range. Yeah. So the Kawasaki is a little bit underrated in the engine department. And we're going to talk about why I don't think this bike isn't more popular. At least what I see in SoCal. I don't see a lot of vet riders riding the KX. Besides that State Fair, you got that one dude. What, the old oh, guy. yeah, but he's friends of Mitch, right? Yeah, that dude's got some. That's got a full-blown PC. Everything. He's got, yeah, that dude. That thing sounds good. That thing sounds sick. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if we don't know, we see a guy at State Fair every week, and he's there three, four days a week. He signs his time. name in on the signing sheets Elvis Presley every time. <laughs> Yeah, every time we look in, I look at the sign-up sheet, and he's always like Dick Banger or something like that. Elvis Presley or something. Yeah. Um, But for me, underrated engine, very good engine feel. I just think some of this could be a little bit – Kawasaki could tighten it up a little bit with their muffler. I think a little bit better design, a little bit better muffler tone. I think, honestly, this bike would finish better in shootouts in the engine category. And I haven't – and I should have did some research before this podcast. I didn't look – to see where the Kawasaki finished in vitals or if it, I think it finished or swaps. Like, I think it finished I didn't know about swaps, but I think in vital it finished like fifth or fourth. Really? That low? Yeah. Hmm. Uh but for me, good engine. I th- I think it has some room for improvement for some mods. I would uh what we're gonna do, um I'm gonna do a project with Mitch Payton over at Pro Circuit. He's gonna build us a full blown amateur spec bike, which is their B spec, I would assume. And I'm going to let Aiden ride it to see how much he likes it. And then if he does like it, we're probably going to switch to Kawasaki. Yep. Just because of the support, which I will talk about in this podcast as well, which is also another key component of why people should Need. think about this. Yeah. Amateurs, at least. Uh, I just think if you race, period, it's, that doesn't matter. Like, there's Kawasaki money is so good. And their support is so good. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, suspension. Thank you, KYB, for making good stuff. I love Showa stuff, but KYB is just always a little bit more comfortable. Now, I will say this about this. This is where I think it's lacking in shootouts is the suspension setting. 
I feel like I have a race firm setting up front and then a, and then a comfortable plush setting in the rear. It just it's a little bit unbalanced. So KYB went to a 4.9 newton meter fork spring and then it has a 5.4 newton meter rear spring. Uh, if you look at my 21 baseline settings, I've went up to a 5.0 fork spring. Um, I tried some more stuff this year with that bike. I actually am going to change my baseline setting this year for 22. So if you go to my website, it'll be different than last year's setting. So if you're on a 21 and you want to update your baseline, you can check out my website here in a couple weeks. I will have a new baseline setting for this Kawasaki. So I would keep the 4.9 newton meter fork spring and then raise your rear spring. If you're anywhere from 160 to 190, you're going to want a 5.6 rear spring. This will help the fork feel. If you feel like the fork is stiffer, uh, you're getting a little bit of rigidity, you get a little bit of harshness when the track gets rough, the ass end is low, the front end is high, and this is where this feelings come from. So let's bring that rear end up a little bit via a heavier spring, and it balances the bike out a lot. I tried this. Kawasaki had a bike there with a rear spring on it, and it yep, was good. Really? Did you try that bike? No, I only rode ours. Oh. So, well, you're 135 pounds? Yeah, 131. Yeah, 130, so 135. I actually like the performance of the 4.9 spring and that fork. I just think it's lacking a little bit of balance around the track because in the 250F realm, when I ride all these bikes, I get a lot of pitching on diesel. I don't get that with the Cowie. I just get some deflection. So... For me, and this is what I've heard as well, the new SR model, the Kawasaki 450 model, I heard is just a 250 setting. That tells you something, right? That tells you how stiff it can be. So I heard that they just used the 250 setting and put it in the SR and then up the spring right in the rear, which is what I'm telling you guys to do. 5.6 spring really does help this bike a lot, balances out. I think it'll change your mind. If shootouts did that, I think uh, this Kawasaki would finish a lot better. Honestly. Um, so I'm going to read you guys some settings here in a bit, but Aiden, yep. riding this bike and the settings that you rode with, you messed with it. Yeah. So when we do our photos, usually we just do photos. We don't check anything. We don't check SAG. Aiden you just does photos. You ride it. And then after, after we do it, yep. we come back. Aiden rechecked his SAG yep. because I asked him your opinion. I asked you your opinion on it when you first went out. You're like, eh, it's a little. Yeah, I feel like. It felt good when everything else, but the, knowing Paris, there wasn't much chatter. Right. But when I'd come into a corner, it felt like I was just fighting the bike. Like, it would stand up in area two of the corner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one, it would lean in really nice, and then two, it would stand up. Okay. Which I was struggling with a lot. So, basically, the fork is too stiff for you. Yeah. So, uh, went back, and uh, Kaipo did... He checked the sag. Yeah, he went... to 105. Yep, 105, two clicks softer, and I think one turn out, I believe, on the shock. So you did one turn out on high speed? Yeah. And then two clicks softer on low speed? Yes. Any fork changes? Yeah, it went two clicks softer. You went two clicks softer on yeah. the fork? Yeah, two clicks softer, sorry. Two clicks softer on the fork, one turn out on uh, the uh, shock. High, on sorry. The high speed. Okay, yes. so what he's saying is you went to 105 on the rear spring. Uh, Kaipo is the KYB tech over there. He turned out the high-speed compression on the shock out one, which I can see that. He's light. And then it went two clicks softer on the fork, which I feel like you probably could have did more, and it would have been better for you yeah. because you're still pretty light. Um, so for me, I'm at 105. This is a four, granted, this is a 4.9 spring. Uh, I Fork height, 4 millimeters, so I actually dropped the fork a little bit. Um for me, the compression, I went to, I finished, okay, because a little bit firm. I went to 12 clicks out. Wow. Yeah, which is not 12 clicks from stock. It's just 12 clicks out, period. Okay? Yeah. Uh, rebound at 10 clicks out. Shock spring rate, this is on the 54 newton meter spring. Again, 104, 105 millimeters of sag in between there. High-speed compression, 1.25 turns out. Low speed, 9 clicks out, and rebound at 11. Now, if you're going to a 5.6 spring, I tried this, you're going to want to have 1.5 turns out on high-speed compression, and you're going to want 12 clicks out on low speed, and then I put the rebound down at 10. 
And that is a great balance for my weight, 170 pounds, and it really balanced the bike out and helped the cornering of the bike. Unlike the 450, this 250 turns way better than the 450. And I experienced this with the SR because I got to ride the pre-production SR with KYB, and I always tell you guys, I feel like I'm towing a trailer on a KX450. That's how long I feel like when I'm coming to the corners. The KX250 does not feel that way. It feels short. The bike is fucking narrow. Sorry, I used that word. That's how. Yeah, I have, like, Sophie tells me her Cali feels wide. I don't, I don't get that. So, okay, let's, let's quarterback this for a second. I feel like it's a little wide in the, the shroud. The, ra- the radiator area. Yes, but in between my legs where the frame is, yeah. it feels really narrow. The seat, frame, peg area. I can really bring my feet in. Yeah. It's not like a Yamaha where as soon as, like, where your knees are, it just goes all the way at the... Correct. It's like yeah. a Bulbasaur. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> there is a fine line. Bulbasaur. Remember, <laughs> Bulbasaur. remember Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur. Pokemon? Pokemon? Pokemon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Podcast turned uh, into Pokemon. Let's watch some Pokemon. Uh, so, there's a fine balance when you design a motorcycle to have a too fat of a bike and too thin of a bike. So... A too fat in the midsection is hard to grip because it puts your legs in a weird position. And then too thin also puts it in a weird position where you can't grip as well. Yeah. So for me, Kawasaki did it really good where it's a little bit thick in the shroud area, but also thin enough to where you can really grip and maneuver the bike. The bike feels light. Yes. That's what I feel like. Once you get the balance right with the suspension, the bike feels light. It corners decent. No, it's not a Honda. For you guys out there, hey man, can I corner? I want the coward to corner like a Honda. It's not. It's not. You guys got to stop emailing me like this. I want my bike to corner like a Honda. I got a Yamaha. It never. It's never going to, ever. It it's, has to do with chassis. We have done this in production testing. I have stuck Kawasaki suspension on the on the Yamaha. Uh, I've stuck Kawasaki suspension on the Honda. Uh, I put Honda stuff on the Kawasaki. It didn't make a difference. No. It's the frame, the geometry, the wheelbase, all of that. That's what makes a Honda a Honda. If you want a Honda that bad, then buy a Honda. Well, I understand what people want. Hey, I want the stability of a Kawasaki, but I want some better lean-in. It's a, it's a give and take. Sure, you can change the triple clamps, and it does help a little bit, but then you're going to take away some stability. And let's all face it. A Honda is great at cornering, but it's not the best, most stable machine out there. It scares some people at times. So, Kawasaki 250 has a blend of both that I like. I generally like it. Yeah. So, um, good for the suspension. Like, I'm glad Kawasaki uses KYB stuff on a 250. They split their time. And you guys asked me that, too. How does a manufacturer do that or why? They spread the love a little bit, right? Because they have relationships with both. So, they don't want to burn any bridges. So, they split the time between KYB and Showa. And they develop two separate suspension settings, right, with two different companies, and then they sell those, right? The benefit to us is you could actually run KYB stuff on a 450. The shock is a little bit different. The forks will bolt up if you have a 250 wheel, um, but it, it can happen. And the SR is coming out with KYB. Okay. So I'm really excited, and I've said this in another podcast. I really can't wait to get an SR. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to ride it a lot. Good. You said that about you said that about a lot of things though. Go ahead, like well, like what? Honda. It's tough. <laughs> I love a Honda if it's soft, ruddy, but we don't get that enough here. Like Loretta's? Yeah. I would love to ride a Honda. Honda was good Loretta's. Yeah. Yeah. Honda's great. Honda's at, at soft, gooey East, East Coast stuff. Right. But yeah. here where it's edgy, square edge, I'm it's tough. It's just not the most fun bike for me to ride. I mean, I have to ride all of these bikes because it's my job, but on my personal time when I get to go race, like the Vet National, yep. I want a bike that's stable, has a great motor, and that corners decent. I don't need a bike to corner the best because, and I said this in the Kawasaki 250 video, guys, I like a bike that's a little bit slower cornering machine because then I'm getting stability. Suzuki. Suzuki corners great. Yeah. Right, but it's not as stable. So that's what I'm saying. I like stability. The blessing of a KTM, it's a little, it's a mix of both. Yeah. Kind of like this KX250. You got to do a little bit of some work to suspension-wise, though, on KTM. That's the downside about a KTM, right? Yep. It's not as good in suspension-wise as a Kawasaki. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's let's compare that while we're talking about suspension. Okay. Your KTM, 
versus the the Cowie suspension. You wrote them both on that day. Yep. Go well, ahead. So, what do you like about each? What I liked about well, my KTM stuff is built. It doesn't matter. I'd like to hear about it. Okay, so I noticed that Cowie stuff had a little more hold up. Okay. On. Like, because Paris right now is steep faces, short distances. Yeah. Yep. You OJ'd some shit. I OJ'd a lot of <laughs> So, how'd the Kawasaki stuff hold up in that kind of realm? Honestly, well, I th- let me think about this for a second. Like, for me, like, I overjumped some things on the KX250, and the fork never clinked. Yeah. I can't say that about a Honda or a KTM. Yeah, so I... I OJ'd the big uh, the table against the the uh, the hill yeah. on my KTM, and just boom and just absolutely exploded myself. It felt like, but uh-huh. then I accidentally did the exact same thing on the Cowie. I didn't like it. Didn't hurt okay. at all. What about small bump? I mean, there was a little bit. There wasn't a lot of bumps, but no. I mean, small bump stuff. How did it feel? I felt well at first when. Uh, we didn't check sag or do any suspension things. Yeah. It felt like the back end was kicking out a lot. Right. But now when you checked it and you adjusted it, what did it, it feel like? Stable and straight. Okay. Yeah. What about, so we talked about the chassis, cornering the KTM versus the Kawasaki differences. I, personally, I still think the KTM. You have notes in there about that if you want to look. I still think the uh, the KTM corner is a little better. for Well, personally for me. Okay. Wise. Like just what? Cause, just because of how light it is. And I feel like. I can really move the bike how I want to because I also feel like that's just because how long I've been riding it. Like, I felt like if I rode a Cowie for exact same well, time. Well, the, the KTM is a lighter bike. Yeah, in general, yeah. Right. But I felt like if I rode the Cowie for the exact same time as I rode my KTM, I honestly, I feel like I would like the Cowie more. Hmm. Hey, guys and gals, commercial time. Bear with me. Save yourself some money. We'll be right back with the show. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Cooper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Cooper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. (laughs) ScreenPrintingDone.com You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. 
Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to purchase a new or used KTM, Yamaha, or Kawasaki? We'll look no further. Power Motorsports and Sublimity Oregon is the place to go. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you in contact with David Sibley over there at Power Motorsports, and he will get you the best deal possible. I'm not kidding, man. Like These guys work wonders over there at Power Motorsports. They will give the best deals to all of my Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. No hassle, no BS, easy to finance, easy to get a bike, and hey, it doesn't matter if you live in Oregon, California, Maine, Florida. They will find a way to get you your bike. That's right. They work with moto shippers. Easy to get around. Easy to ship. Man, it works so easy. I've bought three motorcycles from them over at Power Motorsports, and moto shippers have shipped them to me to my door. It's so easy to do. So go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in contact with them. Thanks for hanging tough and listening to those commercial spots. We're back with the show. Thanks for saving yourself some moolah. So I rode Aiden's KTM on the same day. And again, like I said, it has some work done to it. It's Aiden spec. It's still air. It's revalved by Mark at REP. But I got on and did two laps, and I put it away. I, I did not like it. I'm like, no bottom in. There was no excitement for me. Suspension, obviously, I know it's for you. I'm just comparing here. Yep. Soft, squishy. Your seat was a piece of trash. Really? It's a brand new seat. No, it's soft. It's horrible. And then I get on the Cowie. Hold up, firm, excitement. I'm like, dude, this thing is way better. I'd rather ride this. Yeah. Um, I could deal. I didn't like the ass in low feeling on the Kawasaki, but once I shock spring, much better. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I charge into bumps harder. Um, I do will give you this. I can stand up a lot more on the KTM than I can the Kawasaki. Yep. I can lean on throttle a little bit better on the KTM than I can the Kawasaki. Yep. But again, I always say in these pockets, it's give and take of what you ride, what kind of tracks you ride. So think about this because we're not traveling on all, all over the world. If you're listening to the show, you're a blue-collar guy, you want to know about this bike, you have certain tracks that you ride. Think about what tracks you ride the most, that you're going to ride this bike the most, and figure out what type of rider you are, and then listen to these shows or email me, and I will f- help you figure out what would be the best bike for your area. You guys sometimes say, hey, I'm, it's a new bike season. I want to get a bike. I'm da, da 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 You guys never tell me what type of tracks you ride. And let's face it, you're not traveling from state to state. I live on the West Coast. Yes, I'm going to go back east and maybe ride once, maximum twice a year if I did that, right? 
but I'm writing West Coast stuff. Great, great example, Greg, for instance. Right. Greg had the option of buying either a KTM or Yamaha, and he chose the Yamaha. Yeah, he chose Yamaha just because of stability-wise. Right. Because of all the tracks that we have out here. If I lived back east, I would love to be on a Honda. I would love to be on a red bike. I think the Yamaha would be too big. Uh, it doesn't corner as well, so uh, I don't think it would be that appealing for me. You know, so yep. it's just tough. KTM would be good back east, too. I need more bottom end from a KTM. For my race I mean, bike. Uh, had- even in your race bike, see, when you build a KTM, it still keeps that, that stock l- character. Yep. It gives you a little bit more front side, mm-hmm. but it never gives you a Yamaha or, or KX low-end RPM excitement. Yeah. never does. It gets connection. It gets a little bit more meat, and it pulls really good, but it's just not that rap, rap. Some guys like me, vet guys, we get older. We get lazy. We want... You want torque. Want some torque, and I know we're talking about 250s, but that doesn't matter. If you're a vet guy and you can't hang on to a 350 or a 450, you want a less power, you're going to ride better, but yet you want some power in that chassis to get you around the track and have some fun. Mm. So you guys at home listen to this or in the car or wherever you're at, figure out what type of rider you are and where you guys ride the most, and then it's easier to break down a machine. It's so much better. Um, I feel like this Kawasaki would love to be at a softer track because it has low-end excitement. It is stable. If it's a soft track with... If you guys are familiar with this back east that I always struggle with, is you have these long ruts coming into a corner, and this is like at a national. There's a straightaway full of ruts, and then you have the corner that's ruts, but inside of these ruts, they have these bumps. Yep, you got the acceleration bumps. No, they're almost like D-cell bumps within the rut. Yep. So your ass in has this wiggle inside the rut, so when you're trying to settle your bike into these long ruts... It wants to kick out. One, your front tire will get in one, and the rear's over yeah. one or two ruts, and you're like, oh boy, this is going to be bad. Boom. The Kawasaki is great at that. It is planted. So that's why I would have that bike. Yep. But here... Uh, you got hard, choppy. Right, and then I got these little baby dishes to get in. Yep. And it doesn't get in those very well. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons. Um, ergonomically, Kawasaki does a good job. It feels like you're on a Honda. Um, they use the same bar band, fat, Renthal fat bar as a Honda. Uh, the, the seat is, uh, you're more on top of the bike than you are in it. It's uh, a flatter seat to peg to handlebar ratio. Um, the rider triangle itself is nice. I like that Kawasaki gives you adjustability. You can actually move those foot pegs five millimeters down, which is huge. So you can move those things five millimeters down, and that'll open up the cockpit more. So I'm glad that they give you options. No other manufacturer in stock form will give you an option to move the pegs down. I'm six foot. I think I would like to try that, so I'm going to do that. I don't really easily screw with that, but for me... Um, I'm going to try to move those pegs down. I would like the handlebars where they're at in the in the mounting position that they are in. The handlebar band itself is really nice. The the, the levers suck. I do not like the small oh blade feel. Gosh, dude. Uh, our vet test guy, Big Air Todd, honestly, he's not the most picky dude around, but he liked them. Yeah, he, he didn't have a problem with them. You said you had a problem shifting? Yeah, so everything, like you said, the seat, like well, I know it's on a Honda, the seat does level with the bars. Right. But one downfall that I had was how close the uh, the brake pedal and the shifter felt to the to the pegs. To the pegs, yes. And I feel like I had a I had a hard time shifting up mm-hmm. coming out of a corner or something. I had a hard time shifting up because of how close it felt for some. Would reason. it have helped moving the sh- the shifter spline up, or no? It was just the distance. I think it, it was just the distance wise. Mm. It just felt super close, or that just might be me tripping. Mm-hmm. But it just felt really close. I didn't ever notice that. Uh, I noticed the, f- the the rear brake pedal was low. We adjusted that and it got a little bit better. Yep. Um, I do like the rear brake feel way more than the 450 because it's a 240-millimeter rear disc and not a bigger disc like the 450 has. I know you don't need to know anything about that. I, yeah. Um, front brake power seems better than a Yamaha. Uh you, you're on Brembo most of the time, so you're probably yep. on the, the best brakes there is, but did you notice the brakes from the couch? Did you like the brakes? Or they felt, it felt the same to me, to be honest. I didn't really notice anything. So there's something to be said about that. People say, oh, Brembo, Brembo, and some people can feel it. I can feel it. Like, I would love to have a Brembo front brake on my Yamaha, which you 
You can do. I put that up on my website if you guys are wondering. And But this Nissan unit that's on the Kawasaki for whatever reason, and if it's the same as a Honda or a Yamaha, it just doesn't feel the same. Uh, the Kawasaki front brakes feel stronger. So I like that, and I like the rear brake that doesn't squeak every fucking five minutes because of the bigger disc that the 450 uses, so I like that. Uh, the clutch itself, hydraulic clutch, um, similar to the KTM clutch, not quite, but I think Kawasaki was looking into that. Uh, it does slip over time. You're not going to get as long as life, as long of a life as you can on a KTM. I can go a long time, or you can go a long time on your clutches. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my 450 KTM clutches, I go 30 hours. Aiden does almost the same thing on his 250 clutches. Uh, I would say I would go about 15 to 17 hours on this KX250 clutch for me. Uh, that's still more than a Yamaha clutch. I can get about 10 hours. Again, I am a clutch abuser a little bit. I don't fan it, but I ride the clutch a lot, my riding style. I, I slip a lot to keep my front end down, so my finger always rests on the lever. So I think what that does, when my finger is resting on the lever, I might move it in a little bit from time to time, and that just constantly puts stress and load on the clutch, so it just burns the clutch plates up. Um, me and you have talked about this. My finger is always on the clutch lever. Yeah, I'm the same way, but lately I've been trying to take it off. I've tried to do that. It feels super weird. Like but when I'm like, all right, take my finger off the clutch. I'm going to grab a whole fist of grip. Yep. I almost feel like I have less control. I felt the same way at first, but then once I got used to it, it I think it's just because of uh, just, what's what's the word, uh, muscle memory. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like you think you would have more of a like uh, stronger grip or just more hold of the bike with a full you know five fingers around the the handlebar but man I feel really good with my index finger out and I just feel like it's I don't know I just feel better. Yeah, I've been trying to ride without it on it. Yeah, so anyway, the clutch is strong but it's still not a KTM strong clutch. Um you will get some and it and it will not fade but it will slip. So just know that it's it's not a bulletproof clutch like a KTM. Um as far as as a whole as a bike the the misconception I don't I don't even want to say misconception the you know there is a lot of reasons why people think Kawasaki isn't as reliable as uh, a Yamaha or a Honda and there has been some issues in the past I've heard of crank issues in the past I understand that um, I've heard of clutch issues in the past I understand that tranny issue like everyone has like oh Kawasaki's this it does this I get the same thing with Yamahas and I've had zero problems with Yamaha so. There is an anomaly for every motorcycle. I understand that. Maybe you are just one of those people that have had really shitty luck with the Kawasaki. And sometimes, like just like a car, there are lemons out there. Uh, there are some really bad pieces to the KX250. There is a chain slider, a chain guard. Those things are butter. They do not last. Uh, chains, and we're talking stock. I understand that. Stock, sprocket, and chains are junk. Uh, they don't last. This was... Uh, I don't know, maybe eight hours in, chains jacked, sprocket smoked. Um, <laughs> the grips are vulcanized onto the to the bike. You cannot. You're gonna have to get a fucking torch to get these grips off because they are welded onto this thing. You know. Um, yeah. What are you looking at? Mom was standing in the doorway. Oh. And then um, you can't put the the grip. You just can't take a grip off and put a new one on. You got to actually get a throttle tube. <laughs> just weird things like that. Plastic looks like shit really quick. Um, some bolts or the threads are soft, yep. so it's easier to strip bolts. Unlike a 450, the 250s will not break the tab, the subframe tab off. I haven't had that problem yet, but I've heard that has happened. On the 450, that's happened to me. So it's not so much that the whole bike is just going to grenade. I know some. Of, I've had a couple people say, hey, I had 70 hours on my KX, and it, the crank went through the bottom end. 70 hours. That's a lot of hours. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know what people want from these motocross bikes, but if want- you do not change your oil every two and a half hours, I change my oil every 2.5 hours. Get an hour meter. It helps you so much with maintenance. An hour meter will help. Horse I- connection makes one. Perfect. Yep. Um, I have changed my oil every 2.5 hours. Um, What else? I got this marked here. I get an ERT3 gold chain. Uh, I run T4 race fuel. 
Um, a Cherubis plastic, the green looks really nice. It lasts longer. And, um, yeah, I don't know. New chain and sliders. I go to TM Design Works. They have, they don't, they're kind of annoying because they're loud when you roll the chain. You can hear it more, but they last. Um, we put over 70, almost 80 hours on our KX250 last year and had no problems. All we did was change oil, filters, air and oil. Yep. Um, what, we went through clutches, sprockets, and chains, just the normal wear and tear. Tires, yeah. We haven't had an engine failure in the no. last two years. Mm-mm. So it's not every year at Kawasaki, it's a piece of shit, I'll never buy one. I think it's we need to relax a little bit on the Kawasaki. It's not a very good thing, just like Suzuki. You know, Suzuki was pretty good at durability. Little things are not as good, like I said. Bolts, um, yeah. chain guys and sliders, plastic. That stuff can all be fixed. It can all be changed out. Yeah. Just it's a matter it's a matter of how well your maintenance are. Let me just tell you, I'm not the best mechanic out there, right? I'm sure a lot of guys will tell you that. And I'm not the best at keeping up with maintenance. But there is one thing I'd keep up on is changing my oil and my filters, making sure my air filter uh airbox is clean, uh, make sure the air boot is clean. I'm very good with spokes, I'm very good at checking uh bolts and you take care of your bike, I think it will take care of you, especially the KX. I think uh, there's a lot of upside to riding a Kawasaki. And sometimes it's tough for me to talk about because you guys see me on my own time on a Yamaha, which is because it's what I enjoy riding, but I actually really enjoy riding uh, KX250. Honestly, if it wasn't for a Yamaha, I would ride a Kawasaki because I really like that bike. Yeah. The KTM is fun. I just need more bottom end. And I don't like air forks. I want a spring fork. Yeah. I'm a fan of KYB stuff. KYB stuff is really comfortable stuff. Does KYB make a uh, <clears throat> um, an A kit fork for KTM, or can you buy something like so, that? That's like a yeah. KYB? So KYB does. You can go to Technical Touch and they have A kit stuff, right? But I've talked to KYB guys, and the A kit KYB is not much different than just a regular than a a Yamaha or some. Oh uh, no, on the Yamaha SSS front fork, mm-hmm. what comes on my Yamaha stock? Yep. The the A kit one's not much different. It just has coatings. And a couple special things inside. So you're not getting a drastic change There's like not, you yeah. would with a Showa A-Kit versus a Showa for stock fork. Got it. Um, things that we did to our Kawasaki um, that we like. Obviously, we love Pro Taper bars. We went to an uh, Evo handlebar. Pro Taper has actually finally come out with Race Team Bend. You guys hear me talk about Aiden and I have a, have a bend that no one can buy yet. Well, now you can. That was originally called Suzuki Race Team Bend. Now they just shortened it to race team. Yep. Basically, it's a 996 rental copy. So 91 millimeters in height, but it's very, very flat. Not a lot of sweep. No. So we like that on the Kawasaki. Um, a 110 rear tire, that'll help that rear end a little bit, make it a little bit feel taller, as well as get you some more cushion on square edge. So that is nice. Uh, gearing, I go to a 1351 because it'll help that third gear lug, lug ability a little bit, and it doesn't affect the pulling power top end over rev as much. So when we do get this bike from Mitch, we'll probably go to a 1351 gearing. Yep. Um, and in the realm of this, people listen to this, and maybe kids are listening. How excited are you to ride? Oh, a dude, bike I'm bike? stoked. When uh, um, when you texted me the day that uh, Mitch got building a bike, I was stoked. Do you know how lucky you are? Yeah. Like, no, seriously. In the realm of kids wanting to have cool bikes to ride. Yep. How lucky are you? I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. Like, no, Willard, not pretty. Like, very. Like Willard was saying, when Willard was here the whole uh, couple of days, he was here. Got it made, man. You do. Got like, it made. Mitch man. is going to build us a bike to test, but guess who reaps the benefits of that? You. Yeah, me. And if you like it, then that can lead to me, lead to something. You maybe. meet people. You become a good test guy. Build you, a relationship. With you build relationships. You give them good feedback, good or bad. You don't lie. Yep. Right? If it's something that you think could be better, you tell them in a, in a correct manner. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're going to have a fast – That's that bike's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, I already know. It's going to be – it's going to be sick. It's going to be hard to but you make need a to decision. Sit, like, you need to make a decision on if you're going to – bone out on your orange ride and you're going to focus in on this and and here's let me tell you as a test rider 
you ride a bike one day, like we go do these tests, and yeah. you, you ride them one day. Yeah. Of course you're not going to be as good as you will be on your bike. No, like when I first heard KTM even, you're like, I don't think you're as good as you are on a Honda. And I said, give it time. And after like two weeks, you're like, I think you're honestly faster on that thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, lo- I, would, la- I would rather you be on spring forks. Mm-hmm. Easy. For me, aluminum chassis is consistent. Yep. Like your bike's going to feel the same a lot. Yep. KTM is really good. It just never, it's not that track. We talk about track toughness. Uh-huh. You can get it there, but it's a lot of work. Yes. Like I feel like aluminum frames have a little bit better of a track toughness feel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said about aluminum frames. So. Isn't KTM making a new factory edition 250? Yeah, but it's still steel frame. It's not aluminum. But didn't you say like it's a little heavier or something like that? It, from what I've heard, and you guys get these little sneak peeks in these podcasts, this is a good thing about our podcast. In the title, it'll say 2022 KX250. But it's just that... You're going to get little bits and pieces of other shit. Yeah, it's not just focused on one thing. So yeah, I heard the factory edition is a little bit heavier than the current versions, which for me is a good thing. KTM was worried about weight so much, I think it lost some of its stability and planted feel. Yep. If they they could stand to to gain a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. it's like having a crack addict chick. Yeah, she looks know. good when she goes out, but you, in the morning when you get looks, undressed, like, she looks a little like 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 a carcass, like crow's been picking at her. Yeah. So let's gain a little. Let's let's get her a cheeseburger. Let's get KTM a cheeseburger. Let's, let's give her a weekend McDonald's. Let's get KTM a cheeseburger a little bit. <laughs> just no, you don't need to fatten her up. Let's just get her a little. Get a little meat. Get a little taste up in there. Little fluff. It fluff. A little fluff. <laughs> Um, it's not, and sometimes our podcasters are about dirt bikes sometimes, too. They'll be saying, yeah, like this one. Yeah. But now we're talking about fluff and cheeseburgers. It always leads to something. Yeah. Uh, ECU remapping. We, uh, so here's the deal with this. So Kawasaki obviously doesn't have a, an app. We know this, right? It's got couplers. Uh, it's got couplers, and it also has a Kawasaki FI calibration tool that you have to buy for 600 bucks, Or unless you have a buddy that has one, you can borrow his, which is even better. But no matter which coupler you stick in there, it's going to keep that map. So you stick the Chaw map in a black coupler, it'll be the Chaw map. It's not going to be the, the smooth coupler map. If you stick it in a, in a white map, it's not going to be in the lean map. It's going to be whatever you put in that calibration tool and stick it into that coupler, that's what it will be. I wanted to clarify that because people say, hey, well, if I uh, put the Chaw map in the black, am I going to get a, a richer feel? No. It's the Chaw map. That's what you got. And if you ever, and I just found this out too, let's say you unhook the coupler because you started. Oh, yeah, I did it on accident, yeah. You unhook it. There's a default. It'll go to the, the, green, map, the, the yeah. green, which is stock. It'll go to the green default map. Yep. So let's say for whatever reason you lose. Like you're riding and it falls off or something. You lose some your, green, your green coupler. You can just take it, whatever coupler you have in there, out, and the default map is a green. Yeah, So and you can run it. I just thought that was interesting. And, of course, we have tried some mufflers on this. The PC system was really good. Yep. It sounds better. It actually gives this bike a little bit more meat, which I like. Mm-hmm. And it's rare. And I will say this about Pro Circuit. They're not known for awesome mufflers for every bike. No. Sometimes their their mufflers give less bottom. And I don't really care for that sometimes. So it's nice to have PC build this. And I would assume they would build the best muffler because that's what they race. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so it gives you a little bit more bottom end, a little bit more mid-range. It doesn't take much off the top end. It's a really good system. I like that. Good luck trying to get one nowadays because it's a nightmare to uh, just get, a muffler get anything. In general. Right. Um, last but not least, contingency. Yep. Amateur support. There is nothing better than a Team Green amateur support. Ryan Holiday, all the guys over at Team Green do an excellent job. They're out there at the track. Every time we go to these races, they're there. They're there. No matter I mean, even without yeah. the the big old Monster Energy semi truck, the uh, the Team Green. Uh, if you have a if you have a bike, you have an issue. You can always roll your bike in there and they'll yeah, help you. They're the there van. to help. Yeah. Uh, you need parts. They're there. Yep. I can't say that about every manufacturer. I know other manufacturers have been improving. Honda's been out a little bit because now they have Chance, so they're out there. Yep. But I don't know how much of stuff they have for the average guy. Uh, Yamaha is out there sometimes. I will see like Thousand Oaks or. Or one of the... Or Simi Valley or something like that. West Coast people out there. Yep. But Team Green has been a staple. They're not going anywhere. They're there all the time. All the big amateur races, they have great contingency. If you pick a Kawasaki, getting the, the, the Visa credit card is awesome. You can spend it wherever you want. It's not just, you want diapers? You can get diapers. 
It's like it's like having a little credit card. You want to buy a stupid video game like you would do? Yep. You could buy a video game. Yep. So for me, I would if you race a lot and the bike is not a complete piece of shit, I would look at a contingency program. Because yeah. you might as well make some of that money back in parts. You're going to have to buy parts eventually. So I don't know, man. For me, Team Green does it right. If I was a 250 kid, I was looking, trying to get help. Uh, I would look at the Kawasaki program because they have great rebates on bikes. Like, there's a Team Green program, and they even offered it to Aiden as like a discount on on bikes and parts. He's not going to get free bikes, but no, I, I chunk. I asked Chunk this, and that's what Chunk started out on. And then once you start doing better, it's like a, uh, uh, it's like steps. You have to work your way up to the certain levels. Right, they're not just going to hand it out. No, which is that's how it should be. Some, well, I mean, some. I mean, unless you're like, unless you're just slaying everybody and all you're time. winning everything, right. yeah, which is rare. For I mean, you're not going to be doing that. You're going to have to like work for it. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something to be said that about that. Team Green does a great job. So there's a lot of good things about Kawasaki. The guys over at Kawasaki. Every time I go to the truck, they're very friendly dudes. Yep. Um, and I I consider that. I look at people like if they had a great product and those guys were dickheads. You'd be like, no, I, I don't care. Yep. You'd, you'd ask me to ride it. I'm like, nope. Yep. Because I like nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the 22KX250 in a nutshell. If you guys have any questions, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I wish Aiden had an email so you could answer these questions. I'd love to see that. I got a lot of things to situate for Aiden, you, uh, you re- tell the people about you, uh, the article that you wrote about. Maybe they can go see it. Oh, yeah. The, I did an uh, article on the new Scott's. Uh, Prospect. Prospect goggle, but with the new lens. Which is called? Amplifier lens. Okay, and you did a, compared to the 100%? Yep. Armega? Yep. With hyper lens? The hyper lens? Yes, the hyper lens. So you can go check that out on com. This week, we're going to have some Kawasaki information. I will have this podcast in a written format up as well, as well as I have 2022 handlebar specs. Um, I changed some handlebar specs for some bikes, so uh, you guys can go check that up on my website. What do you feel about that? You're an average guy, Aiden. Average hey, guy. man, I want to get a new bar. I just go to keyforinktesting.com, and he has a spec for me. Yep, unless you're uh, you're David Martinez, and you go for the look, and you get Renthal's twin, twin Walls. I love Paul. Paul's a good guy. But there's no way in hell I'm running Twin Wall. I haven't run him, so I don't know. Stiff. I don't, I don't know. Stiff. Like, if you're young, 15, and you want to do it, that's cool. I'm old. I want flex. I want a strong bar that flexes. No See, taper. I didn't, I didn't notice anything when I rode the Renthal bar. bar. Stiff. Yeah, I didn't notice it. I love Paul. <laughs> but it's stiff. Renthal's are Which stiff. Paul? Which Paul did you like more? Did you like ProTaper Paul or Renthal I like, Paul? No, I like Paul. Paul's Paul. I'm, Paul's Paul. Paul's Paul. Paul's Paul. I'm just saying, Renthal products, why don't you say, Renthal bars are stiff for me. I love Renthal sprockets. Yep. I love them. I love Renthal grips. Yep. Sorry, Pro Taper, but I love me some Renthal grips. I love Pro Taper grips. I don't. I do. I'm a Renthal half waffle soft all day long. Money. I'm a sole handlebar guy because I got Pro Taper bars and Renthal grips. I don't think Renthal, I don't think Pro Taper is going to want to hear this. I, I feel like your your grips are fat. I, they feel fine to me. Yeah. I have big hands. Not as big as mine. They're like the you're same a, size. You're a medium. We're the same size. Why are you wearing a medium? You just have fatter hands. Why are you wearing a meter glove? That's right, sucker. I'm wearing. I have a small glove. Oh no, medium. Thick. Hey, <laughs> 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 Michaela. Fist bump me. Do you man. think uh, uh, Michaela listens to this podcast? No. I think her dude does. No. Uh, dude, you be careful. You you never know who listens to this podcast. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Michaela. <laughs> You want to tell a story about Michaela? I mean, a, a Michaela is a ta- okay. No, she just you went out with her and you guys yeah. broke up, yeah. and she's I, a nice girl. Yeah, and she picked another dude. Yeah, and then her uh, her dad wants me to be, um, be a nice guy. Wants to be nice, yeah. Be a nice guy. Yeah, that's all you need. We're not going to go into detail. All right, guys, it's been the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, Team Green Style. That's right. We'll see you at the track. Um, as always, feel free to come up to the rig, right? Yeah. Come up, talk to us if you have uh, questions about your bike. Uh, if Aiden cut you off in practice and he was mean, come talk to me. I, or just I, come over there and, and kick his bike off of the stand, and I'll know, I'll know exactly what went down.
I've been doing good at it lately. If you kick his bike off the stand, ride by, kick it off, I will know exactly what happened at the track, and I will yell at Aiden. <laughs> um, oh. And next week, we're going to have another special. What is it? Yamaha YZ, YZ125 intros next week. Yeah. And then also, mini bikes are coming to racerxonline.com. Tuesday. Kawasaki KX85 and 112. For you parents out there wondering about 85s, we got you. New 112. And we got the YZ125 as well as YZ85 coming up. So, Dude, we could have double-headed this podcast. We could have done mini bike no, no, and no, the no. Let's, let's concentrate on one thing at a time. Okay, we got to go. We do? Are yeah. you in charge now? Yeah, we got to go. What do you got to do? I'm going with mom in the store. Oh, yeah, Target, huh? Yeah. Caleb's going? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Try to fist bumper. Yeah. Fist bumper. Fist bumper. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, guys. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We'll be back next week. See you later, guys. Big week for me. Four days of riding. Four. I'm right. Taking you to Mesquite. Yep. You guys want to ride some soft dirt? You're on the West Coast. RMX Mesquite. There Mesquite it is. MX. Great, great track. Or just the RMX series in general. Good stuff. There See you guys, is, guys next week. See you later, guys.